Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario Bros. 3 Part 3. Well, friends, this is it, the final and third episode of Super Mario Bros. 3. Hopefully you've listened to the first two episodes by now. You've heard us go through gameplay, our personal histories, some general chat, and even start going over this world by world. Or maybe you're like, I would just want to hear World 4 right now. So you've been waiting pa- impatiently. Perhaps. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get right back into our world by world, uh, starting with World 4, Giant World, and then, of course, at the end here, Wrap up with our final review. Alright, as we mentioned at the very end of last episode, World 4 is Giant World and is usually most people's favorite. Yeah, it's it's mine. I mean, this is one of the... This isn't a common conceit in video game levels. You know, it was pretty, pretty unique, I felt. Yeah, we had seen desert stages before, watery mm-hmm. areas, those kinds of things. Yeah, but this was something totally new, so uh, it, and I still enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I didn't even realize this was possible as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, the whole concept of it just, you know, blew my mind, and I was really amazed that they made everything so much bigger, which is even weirder and cooler when you look at it and realize they did not just increase the size of the sprites. Yeah, yeah, they're all, all new, all bigger. Yeah, they are, like, what, double the size. Instead of being, you know, one tile, they're, like, four Yeah, yeah. for the most part. So yes, World 4 is different right off the bat because well, when you start out, you don't have any choices but to go into pipes. Yeah, they, they're they're hiding it from you, man. you got to journey across the map. And when you get to the other side, you're on an island. And this island is full of giant flowers, if that's not the first clue. Yeah, hint, hint. And not only are there giant flowers all over this island, but there are two of your matching games for extra men. Right. There are two red mushroom houses and one normal colored. I see, yeah. And I don't know if they give you better items or not. I've never noticed a difference that I remember, so right. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then finally there are three enemies, Hammer Brothers and, uh, well, they're the Sledge Brothers. Right, right, yeah. Wandering around this map. So watch out. And, you know, I do want to say that this is my favorite music as well as World. You know, the It the is pretty catchy. Default level music. It's pretty sweet. Check it out, guys. And I'm guessing that World 4-1 is a real big favorite of yours because there is a lot of water in the sky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite levels in the game. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I really like the way it, uh, you know, I like swimming up a waterfall. It yeah, well, cracks that, me up. That's one of the things that's really cool about this one that sets it apart from previous is that there is water coming down. And yeah, you can swim up into the sky, which is awesome. And this level, you know, introduces you to a lot of the giant size enemies and tricks you know things you're going to see you know one of which is that now you'll see those huge cloud tiles that you can jump on yeah but it's really not like a crazy inventive level i guess or no it's just the novelty of seeing you know many familiar faces now giant sized like Mm -hmm. your koopas troopers your goombas yeah yeah your regular koopas all the all the the koopas man yeah (laughs) 
in uh in world four two is another one of these where uh, if you get all the coins or you know, i think it's 22 is required here it'll bring out a white mushroom house that will give you an anchor mm-hmm. and uh three is an underground level with some kind of tricky jumps yeah and it also it, where you start off above ground and that's i think the first introduction to the sledge brothers mm, yes the giant hammer brothers so you know watch out for those guys yep yep uh, the fortress in this area not too hard it's kind of got some uh pipe mm-hmm. maze going on but yeah. it's nothing too crazy just puts you back in the same giant room and it's got i think it's the first time we see those little candle guys they're called hot foots oh that, yeah they come after you they're kind of cute and they're really not that hard to avoid no yeah. they're just little flames that come down and chase you around very slowly mm-hmm. uh and then you know we have another water level Although this one's kind of notable because it's got a Lakitu throwing spinies at you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they fall the down into the water. And they they fall slowly through the water. So yeah, yeah. It is a bit of a danger. Uh, it's definitely harder to dodge than just your normal creatures you'll find. Yeah, they're they're mixing it up, man. They are. But, you know, it's really World 4-6 uh, that, that I want to get to because that's my favorite level in all of the levels. <laughs> oh, right, right. Because my mind was already blown wide open just by the giant creatures. Mm-hmm. But this level adds doors to this equation. And when you pop into that door, which looks very much like Mario 2. Right, yeah, yeah, it does. You go through that door, and when you come out, you're in the exact same part of the level, except now everything giant is normal-sized. Yeah, and I mean, I never really could tell, like... There's no reason. Yeah, I was like, what's the point? But I guess there's some slightly different power-ups. I don't know, Mm -hmm. maybe you can collect them both, double back, you know? Either way... I, I couldn't believe that they could do this on <laughs> yeah, the fly. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty sweet. But like you said, there really is no point. There, I mean, it, you go in, you come out, and you're like, oh, they're small. Well, I'm making them big again because yeah, they yeah, look cooler yeah. for this one level. Yep, yep, same here. And, yeah, the other final fortress of this World 4 is definitely interesting because it adds a whole new world of verticality to these uh, affairs. Yeah, yeah, you get the, you know, you're trying to scroll the screen up while, but you have a kind of Kid Icarus-like ability to scroll off the sides of the screen and come out the other side. Yeah, and what you are in is a giant vertical pipe maze. There's tons of pipes, and some of them act as, you know, blocks. You can't, you know, get through or Mm -hmm. around. And then you can take those pipes, of course, you're Mario, (laughs) and they put you sometimes into danger if you're smart and can maneuver around into areas with extra coins and power-ups. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you don't always know which will take on your way up the path. Yeah, that's the trick. And we'll see more verticality in some of these fortress levels later on, especially with those crazy moving blocks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But it's interesting to see them take that tried and true left to right formula and now start to expand on it here. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's some good variety. And then immediately after that, you visit the castle. Yes, and uh, this king has been transformed into a little dinosaur. Or maybe maybe a dragon, depending on how you feel. I'm going to go with dinosaur. I like it better. It's very cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. And then once again, you chase down that airship. And as Nick had warned us, we're quickly running out of land underneath our feet whenever there's a big jump. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this is also, uh, there's lots of uh, torches, like the flames on here. They're really busting those out to, to really uh, to burn you down. And this is uh, the last time I think we're going to see that nut rotation movement. Mm, yeah, the that, platform. That platform where you don't have to take it. It's there. Right, it right. makes things easier. It takes you across those big flames. But if you fall, you're going to still be over land. Yeah, the training wheels are still kind of on with those guys. Just a bit. Just a bit. 
And then at the very end of this, of course, we have our big boss fight. I will say that this one also has a hidden mushroom at the very end, just uh, uh, past the pipe before you go down to fight Iggy Kukuba. Yeah, and mm. this I can never remember which one yeah. it is. So I'm jumping around like a nut around every single one of these on the airship. Yeah, same here. Like. Because there is this one that's hidden, and then there's one that actually has a a, a question block just sitting there. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, I um. so I always search them all, even after when I see the one that was hidden. You know, it, it's still, I'm like, I think there's another one, or I, I don't know. Yeah, well, it doesn't hurt you. No, no. And then down in here, who do we fight, Nick? Um, This is Iggy Koopa. Mm-hmm. I believe he's got these uh, bouncy balls. Yes, he does. So this is uh, similar to Windy Koopa, where you have these other, you know, foreign objects, you know, bouncing around that you have to, you know, keep tabs on. He starts throwing out additional ones every time. Yeah. But totally doable. And it's pretty much the exact same tactics. Like I mentioned, I, I watched a guy playing it, and he was using, the, I think, the frog suit here. Yeah. And he was bouncing off the balls. I've never tried it with normal stuff, so I can't confirm, but maybe that's another little extra power the frog suit has. But... Not really necessary. All right. And then if you do defeat this Koopaling, you save the king, Mm -hmm. turns back into his normal self, and you are rewarded with another, not jewel, but a penguin. Yes. And uh, and this is another one of the actual clues that makes something sense where it says, the thief stole the whistle to the east of the sand dunes. Hmm. So there's, I mean, that blew my mind because I remember thinking, how would you ever know to use, I don't know, to even try to explore Right. Over in the mountains in level two. But here it is. Here's the clue. Well, you're done with world four. Sadly, you must say goodbye to all things giant. And, you know, you're moving on to world five. What yeah. is world five called? Uh, Skyland, I believe. Oh, what a what a horrible way to <laughs> ruin the surprise. Well, and it's uh, kind of an oxymoron in a way. So Indeed. <laughs> when you start off, you are not in the sky. You are on the land. Yeah. And... It is a very linear path through this level. And if you notice, there is no castle, though. That's right. Uh, but there are, in this one chunk of the map, a couple pipes you must pass through, one matching game and one mushroom house, but two of those uh, cursed enemies roaming around. So watch out for those guys. But what makes this level really cool is that at the very end of this first part of the map, there is a tower, a spiraling tower. And once you go into that level, you are actually ascending the tower and when you emerge you are now in the clouds and a whole nother chunk of the level with with uh you know the remainder of the levels before you yeah i mean that's the lion's share of the levels really Mm -hmm, indeed and to note uh in two-player mode both players must travel through the tower right yeah yeah so no free pass on that one (laughs) so when you are on the ground in world five there are a few interesting levels yeah um five one is a a very interesting level, I think, because I've it's I've never like really explored it. Oh, you've never been on the inside. Yeah, I I could never figure it out. Like, or it's right at the very beginning. Yeah, I saw that when I was looking over later, but it's always been intriguing because it's like kind of like a hill, if you will, made of blocks. And, mm-hmm. You know, there's tons of chomps that are attached around it, and you can see all these breakable bricks that you know there's something inside there. You can't get to it, and you could bust your way out. Yeah, yeah, and it did bother me a lot as a kid, but, you know, tearing through these levels over and over again that summer, you know, eventually you figure it out. Yeah. There's only so many edges to this giant hill. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just one that I always had just passed through, and then, you know, I made a point to check out. I did it again, but I was like, oh, there's the pipe up in the beginning. That's why. Yes, yes, indeed, and that pops you right out in the middle of the hill on the inside. Mm-hmm. And really, it's just all those chain chomps you're avoiding. That's the biggest uh 
absolutely deal yeah. with this level. Yeah, World 5-2, I do want to uh, call out because it has one of the first times in the Mario games where you go down a pipe almost immediately and then you're just falling. Yeah, yeah, free fall, man. And you've got to figure out what to do real quick. And there is a little bonus if you can manage to get your wits right away and bounce up and to the top. There, I think there's a Tanuki suit waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But, for, you know, most of the time you're just going to be falling a lot because it happens so fast and you're not, not ready for it. Yeah, you fall all the way down to this, like, neat green kind of cave area that I enjoy a lot. Yeah, you don't see it very often, that's for sure. But the biggest thing I want to talk about is the very bottom and what I like to call the Beatle-Mexican standoff section. Oh, yeah. This area used to give me such high levels of stress. Oh, yeah, where you have the little, like, throwable blocks all over. Yeah, the little, as you would call them, ice blocks uh, are there. There's one, two, or three of them, and... There's also those beetles that can pick them up and throw them at you. Yeah, yeah. So it's like who can get to ones first and throw them at each other. Yeah, because but you don't want to throw it too early because if it hits the other block before they've picked it up, it won't hurt them. It'll just you know what I mean. Like, yeah. So it, trust it is. me, I know yeah. this. This was a <laughs> as a kid, I dreaded this level because it, it was always like God, the timing and tension was just it was you know like an old west shootout. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But if you really need to get through it and you don't want to stress too much, the key is. You just run up, you pick up the first block, and then you let the guy pick up the first block, his block, throw it, the second block, and as soon as he picks up the block, you throw yours. Yeah, just blast just be them. patient. Don't don't try to get the first two. You almost always get hit. Right, right. You've got nothing to prove. 5-3 is another split level, but it, it features, well, what, what we talked about earlier, and uh, Nick's solved the riddle of <laughs> one of the more interesting items in the game. And what is that, Nick? It's, it is Karibo's shoe. And... This level is, you know, real short, and yeah, it introduces yeah. those plants that you can't step on. You know, the little biters. Mm-hmm. But it's really only cool and only fun because of the shoe. Yeah, and I mean, sadly, you don't get a whole lot to do with it. Like, it's, it's just kind of a, a, a brief novelty. Yeah. Then you have a mini fortress, which is not that exciting. No. But then you get to the tower, and that's when things really start to pick up. Yeah, this is a really fun uh, level design thing where... You know, you're, you're kind of walking your way back and forth, kind of snaking up the tower, which I think it's faithful to. If you look at the design of or the, the graphic of the tower on the map, it's got yeah. a spiraling up uh, kind of feature to it. And I really like the the hanging lamps that are introduced in these areas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Very they're nice. cool, man. And you, you, uh, you work your way up to the top. There's a, a pipe. And when you're outside on the tower, though, you realize the entire tower is made of breakable bricks. Yeah, you could destroy this whole thing if you really wanted. And there are secrets in it, but I was like, I end up messing around. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to get to the end of this thing. And then when you get to the top, what? You know, you, you, you come out the very top and there's a pipe, you jump up and then boom, you're here at the second, uh, I guess, two thirds of the level or so. Yeah. You're finally into the clouds, or I should say onto the clouds. On Onto them indeed. And yes, indeed is correct because the first one you come across is a very cloud-centric auto-scrolling level, and boy, is it not fun. Yes, this one, make sure you have some sort of tail because this is a rotary lift galore. And a death galore. I think I died <laughs> at least once or twice here. I'm, I've gotten pretty good over the years at trying to just stay in the air as much as you can with your tail. Oh, yeah. You know, well, the, you... I think the first time I got here, I did not have any power-ups. I was like, I can finally right. figure this one out. It's tough, man. And then after that, there is a whole series of auto-scrolling levels up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are more of those cloud pit ones. Yeah, uh, this 5-5 uh, five five is full of the donut floors. Yeah, the whole the whole run of it is. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. 
And then, uh, and specifically, uh, this one here, five, six is where I, I'm pretty sure they come back maybe once again, but you'll see those weird para beetles. Oh yeah. Where they're the little like uh red shelled, uh, they look kind of like a Koopa paratroopa, mm-hmm. but they have like bug wings. I don't know. They're pretty neat, but they fly at you. And if you, you know, you jump on them and land on them and then they'll start to like arc up in this weird wave form. Yeah. And this whole level is full of horrible jumps that you have to jump off of enemies and yeah, then use yeah. that bounce trajectory to get to your next yeah, point. It's, it's really weird. And uh, this is the only level I didn't beat in the game. I actually skipped it. Like I was trying to beat it and I was like, I'll come back. And then later and I forgot. So yeah, sorry guys. You didn't miss out. I'll tell you that much. But I mean, that's one of the features of this level is there, at least on the map, there's quite a few split paths. So you, if, if you run up right. to a level you don't like, you can. There's usually another another option. And I, and I forgot to mention what else was up here on the uh, upper world, the cloud level. You will find two more matching houses, two more mushroom houses as well, and you know some beautiful stars amongst the clouds that you are wandering across. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, another cool little level I like here is five seven, mm-hmm. where you, you know it's a cloud level, but you go down a pipe and you're on the ground again. Like yeah. You fall down. You know, you get a little. It's kind of like level design in a way where it's like you fell back down and then there's a pipe that brings you back up to the cloud world. It is definitely cool. That level, I believe, is also, I don't think it's mandatory, but it's got the Starman scramble stuff going on to where you can chain your invincibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mini fortress in this top area is uh, just avoiding all the fireballs and the wall, you know, there is lava across the entire floor. So yeah. it's just dodging and making your jumps really accurate. It's a big bridge level. Definitely. Now, after that, though, oh, my goodness, you are back in the sky in, in a big, big way. Oh, yeah. This is a level where, um, you know, you're up in the clouds, but Lakitu's back. Yeah. And, you know, as, as big a pain as always. But now here, when you're in a level with all these pit deaths, it's especially especially tough to de- deal with. It is. But this is not a very long level, if I remember correctly. No, no. So if you are fleet of foot, you can bust through it pretty quickly. And you pretty much have to if you want to avoid all those Lakitu's, yeah, or the spinies yeah. rolling around on the ground. But the level I want to talk about yeah. is World 5-9. Yes. Man, I, I don't like this level. I died at least 10 times here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know if it was 10, but man, it was it was too many. I will tell you that much. I know it was 10, uh, at least. Because I, I, I remember getting down. My, the, my lives digits was dipping to like down in the 40s and 30s. Before, I was riding high at 60. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, so this is another auto-scrolling level in the clouds with no floor. Right. But what makes it more interesting and unique is that at some point, you are no longer traveling just to the right. You start yeah. traveling up and to the right. Yes. At a 45 degree angle. Well, meanwhile, the platforms are, you know, moving up and down and left and right. So it, it can be very tricky and weird kind of mm-hmm. uh, though. But then if that wasn't the, the worst part, you know, having to accurately figure out where these platforms are coming to you on your way up, there's a couple of enemies they threw at you just for fun. Yeah. those Not your standard enemies either. No, the fire chomps are out here. Yeah. And they're like hunting you down, man. It is, it is very scary. Now, it's really hard because even if you successfully avoid them, they'll just detonate and start shooting these fireballs. Yes. Now, if you tail whip them, they do not detonate. Right. Yeah, you can jump on them as well. That um, I don't know. I had to do that for the first one. I'm like, I, I could never. My only strategy was like, there's a brief, you know, in his little like cycle of movement. I was mm-hmm. like, there's this window where I, I just can naturally jump on him and it's not like out of my way. Okay. Well, my strategy was to... Uh, let player one beat this level. 
And luckily for me, she did. Uh, she had that muscle memory down pat with this and killed both of those guys with a tail. You have to, man. Like it's And the thing is that the first those guys are right at the end, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, the very, very end of the level. <laughs> and it's like the first part's not exactly that tough, but since it's auto-scrolling, you have to just sit through it. And it's kind of frustrating. And you Definitely, know, definitely. Takes yeah. a minute. We both lost a few lives there. Uh, but, you know, persevere. You, you can do it. You can beat this level. And if you do... You're at the castle. Yes, you are. And this king has turned into a bird, which I guess is appropriate for a sky level. And it's a cool looking bird. Sure. But then, of course, you move on to the airship. And that's the real final level. Of course. This airship is not that big. No, and especially, I feel like it was a break after the last one where this one at least has floor most of the time. Oh, almost the entire time. It's just a lot of the cannonball shot at 45 degree angles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't really find those that hard to, to dodge. They're no, way no. easier <laughs> to dodge than the normal bullet bills. Yeah, yeah. Because those come right in your path, no matter where you're going. Yeah. Whereas if you find a safe spot, you'll be safe forever until you're scrolled out of it. Yeah, like this. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, the cannons are the easiest usually. You know, I, I try to look for those in the airships and be like, all right, this, this is the safe area because. And then if you take your tail in here with you, you can fly over and onto the tops of almost all the structures in this level. Mm, yeah, that's right. I remember that. It's a good way to good good strategy, man. Definitely. You know, I, I like to not encounter as many of these cannons and uh, mole men <laughs> as possible. But then, of course, the very end we have. No power-up, but a final boss. That's right. Roy Koopa is here. Glasses on. Mm-hmm. Stomping around. He will <laughs> stun you. He will stun you so hard if you are caught in that stomp. Yeah. Um, he's And, again, he's one of the big ones, too. So every time you hit him or bounce off, you know, if he's in a shell, you're going flying to the opposite wall. You are. But, luckily, there are no big obstacles in the room or anything. There's just uh, some weirdly raised big wooden areas that that can trap you, especially on the left-hand side. Yeah, but I, you know, I thought this guy's easier than Iggy, personally. I do, too. Well, as long as there's not any giant projectiles, it's a lot easier, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that tail, you're, you're golden. And then this is the level, you know, you free the king, and he will give you different messages, if depending oh, yeah. on if you're wearing a frog, tanuki, or hammer brother suit. Very cool. Very cool. Now, once you are done with the Sky Kingdom, the Cloud Kingdom, or whatever you're going to call it, <laughs> you find yourself in World 6. And, wow, what a sprawling world. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is you know, A, it's an ice world, so your spirit's probably sunk as soon as you realize that's what you're getting into. And then Which you is see... right away, because there are icebergs that have a nice sheen animated on them. Oh, yeah. All and over it, the map. It has a very uh, icy music, too, like... It sounds very sparkly, mm-hmm. but it's got 10 levels and three forts. So if you thought you were able to maybe take a shortcut or be able to just beat this level real quick, they're like, nope, we're throwing a lot of it at you. Well, I disagree entirely because the majority of these levels in the first half, in fact, levels two and three, six and five and nine and 10, you can choose just to do one of those two. That's true. So you could really cut out three levels from this map, no problem. But that'll still leave you with your seven levels and three forts. So it's, it's. I mean... No, you're right. There is a lot. And to make matters worse, there aren't a lot of power-ups on this map. That's right, yeah. There is only two mushroom houses, and there are three matching huts. This is where I know 
there was a particular level that gave me a lot of trouble, but, you know, just through the broad of this entire level, you know, it's like my life stocks were dwindling here. Yes, this is the difficulty curve that I was discussing maybe a little bit earlier, where the game really isn't that hard up until this point. There's some yeah, hard yeah. parts, some hard levels, but at World 6, you know, you give that first branch when you choose between Worlds 2 and 3, mm-hmm. and they're both crappy choices. Yeah, and... I mean, I, I feel like a lot of the, not all the levels in this uh, world are, are super tough, but on average, I think if you compare it to the next level, level or World 7, mm-hmm. this is still harder. Definitely. Because, uh, you know, World 1 is a pretty standard level. We get introduced to the Patui, which is the walking piranha plant that yes. spits the spike balls up. Yeah. It's not as gross as the other guy. No, it's, it's not as gross, but these guys are a real pain. I hate. Uh, yeah, like if you get two or three of them moving around... Yeah, you cannot jump higher than their spitting of the ball. You have to time it. Like, it's moving. It actually kind of hovers above them in a really weird way. But, you know, this level's not too bad. It's World 6-2 and 6-3 where it really starts getting crappy because they're both auto-scrolling levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both have zero floor. Yeah, well, and the, the third one is where you, like, the platforms are icy. So, yeah, like, you you have to have leaves. Like, I use all my leaves in this level, I think. <laughs> like, I can believe it. I can believe it. And then right after that is your first fortress. Yeah, which uh, is kind of new in that you take a little you have that little lift that you ride up over the lava mm-hmm. and um you know you have to watch out there's lots of roto discs here and that little hot foot gets you right at the end well this is where um i discovered because i don't know if it was on accident actually i think back in world five i got my first tanuki suit mm-hmm. and i used it here and found out that you can kill those roto discs if you're invincible because mm. i would be on that platform and you know i was like well great i'll just you know, use Invincible. this, and then it was like killing them, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Very interesting. And then, of course, you have a boom boom at the end of it, and this one's not that hard. There's two blocks in the room. Yeah. You follow our advice and do the triple attack. You should be through this guy. No problem. Boom booms are nothing. Nothing. 6-4, however, is... It's a little more something. Yeah, yeah, because it's... Uh, I think this is maybe the first part... I mean, we got a hint from the princess's letter about melting ice yes with fireballs and mm-hmm. i think this is where it shows up yeah yeah but i know in addition to that you've got tons of rotary lifts yes. and those railway lift things so you, you it's a very platformy level yeah and it introduces you to that risk reward of using your fire flower to burn through a brick or an ice block i'm sorry sometimes mm-hmm. there's coins in them sometimes enemies yeah yeah so sometimes you don't want to use your fire you know <laughs> Exactly. And that's even more prominent in World 6-5. Yeah, yeah. Because there are huge areas where you can unlock big swaths of coins or big chunks of enemies. Yeah, and this is uh, 6-5 has a tricky part at the end Mm -hmm. where you're underground. Yes. And you have to, it can be hard to figure out what you're supposed to do, but this is where if you haven't figured it out yet, you can fly while holding a shell because there's a little, you know, lower floor with a... with vertical like passages up to some you know uh, higher up areas where yes. that's where you need to get and you can fly up there but some of them are blocked by bricks and, and you're like how do I get through and luckily you are on a looping path that will always give you the power ups you need to get a tail this was one I you know I didn't die a lot here but I, I was starting to like run out of time because I couldn't figure out what to do <laughs> like on uh, the luckily, first playthrough I had this one I, this is one I, I remembered quite handily and. I did it right away uh, just because I I remember how easily it is to get stuck here and the fact that 
you always think maybe you should take a block or something else, mm-hmm. but it's the shell you need, and there's only one turtle in the area yeah. you can use for it. It's it, This is, for me, is one of those situations where I remember, I'm like, oh, there's a trick here, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, dog on it. But really, you want to take the vertical shaft above the turtle. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, throw him down there, he'll break the blocks, and you can escape this level. And then into another underground cave for World 6-6. It's th- this level's not particularly crazy. I do like it because it's like you're underground, but it has the water. It's like underwater cave area mm-hmm. that always cracks me up because the water levels don't make sense. Right. But you know, video game, it's okay. It is. And then uh, what about what do you think about six seven, Nick? I'm not a fan. Uh, <laughs> really, I I don't know why. Well, it's as uh, another auto scrolling, uh, you know, kind of sky level. Only this time they've added. Uh, our favorite block, the donut block. That's right. And horribly, there are many times where if you stood still, you would die because mm-hmm. you have to stay on these blocks longer than the time it takes for them to fall. I don't know how you would do this without a, a tail. Um, I, it's called jumping in a ridiculous fashion. Well, we should mention as well that there are tons of those fire chomps here. Yes. They're back. And um, if somehow you can beat this level with 78 coins or you get 78 coins in the level... Mm-hmm. You get a free anchor, so. I would skip this level if you could. Uh, sure. Only way is uh, if you have a spare hammer. But if you do, use it. Mm-hmm. Because then you get to move on to level 6-8. And it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, you're, this is like a normal world. <laughs> like, yeah, it's thought out. You're, you're not iced. You yeah. get a, a brief time to relax and, and enjoy yourself. Lots of those little buster beetles are back throwing blocks at you. Yep, all over. But you should know how to take care of them by now. No problem. And that's really it. Uh, there's a, a couple places to slide down some hills where they're going to trick you with some enemies. Yeah, yeah. Right off the bottom, but... I think we can handle it. You can. Uh, more interestingly, though, is the fortress after that. Because it is an ice fortress. Yeah, this is a this one's a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, not only are the floors slippery, but it's full of, like, thwomps. A lot of them moving horizontally. Yeah, I took a hit or two in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Because it can be tricky, especially the very last one where they're moving sideways and you you have a very small amount of time to fall down and then run across its path. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they keep you on your toes. But another boom boom at the end, who is not hard at all. And then you can move on to the final chunk of, of levels here in World 6. Yeah, 6-9 six, is another. We're back underground with another underground watery level. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too terribly hard but you know i like it it's one of my favorite levels you know in that regard i like it's got a good mix yeah yeah. of of, above and below water well and that's one of the things that is really cool about super mario brothers 3 is it's not like you just have water levels you'll have little sequences inside a level and you know sometimes just a little pocket a pond if Mm -hmm. you will yeah it uh, adds a sense of place i think definitely but we have to talk about world 610 Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is the one I, ta- I I thought I was talking about earlier. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, wh- but it is the one where there is literally just entire swaths of land that are frozen blocks with coins and creatures underneath. Yeah, you can uh, you can kind of explore around here if you want with your fire, but I, I kind of just skipped right through. Yeah, if you wanted to, you could get a lot of coins. But if you've played through all the other levels in this world, you're sick of them, and you just want to get the heck out of here. Yeah, yeah. And if you do... Well, you're almost at the end. You have one more mini fortress to go through. One horrible mini fort. 
Yeah, and the reason this one's so horrible is it combines two of my least favorite, <laughs> um, well, things you find in the fortresses. One is conveyor belts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the other is, what did you call the the booze that are in the... The, the stretch. L- stretch. Uh, I love the way the stretches look. I don't like interacting with them. Agreed, yeah. Because I, I, I find them very hard to time. I don't know when they're going to pop out. I don't know when they're going to do their thing. Yeah, I can never get a bead on it myself. So when you combine those two things, and then a lot of normal booze in this level, it makes it quite annoying. Oh, yeah. This is one where... Oh, did I mention all the spikes at the bottom? There's and, and roto discs are everywhere. Yeah, and then basically you have to get to the very end, and when you do, uh, you've made all kinds of crazy jumps, and there is then a doorway that takes you into a room that is slowly raising, lowering. I don't know. Part yeah. of it's moving, and it's full of booze, and it's full of booze that you have to avoid until the door comes down to your level. Yeah, and we're talking about ghosts here, not liquor. Right, and. You know, as long as you position yourself in the right place early on, if you remember where the door is coming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this part is not bad. The, the the level itself was always the hard part for me because oh, it's very much so. Like I'm just constantly taking hits, and I would get to the end, but I'd only I'd be small, or you know, I'm just about to die. Yeah, because there's so many of these like weird conveyor belt jumps where you got to fight the conveyor belt and then make a jump right off the end of it. Yeah, and there's a roto disc moving, or you know, or a uh, boo. So frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, and then if you get through this area, well, you're on to the castle. There is no no rest. That's right. Um, the king was turned into a seal. Fitting. Mm-hmm. You know, you go off to challenge in the airship, which is, uh, this is one where they really, really bring out the, the torches mm-hmm. and the screw platforms. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, and I lied, because this screw platform is over land, but if you fall down into it, you are in like a... A crossfire of some some horrible yeah. flame. Lots of uh, ordnance pointed your way. Definitely, but honestly, uh, you know this this airship is not that bad. Really, most of them aren't. I I, I usually find them easier than the level bef- immediately before them. Almost. Or the fortresses. <laughs> I find the airships easier than the fortresses most of the time. Definitely easier than this last fortress. For sure, for sure. But then, who is at the end of this airship? This is Lemmy, and Lemmy is back in a very flat, plain old room. Yeah, yeah. But he's not your totally standard enemy. What does he, does he have the double blast he shoots with his I don't remember. That's what I was trying to lead you into saying (laughs) it. Honestly, the Koopa kids, if they don't have something flying around extra, they're all pretty. Not unlike the Boom Boom, if you know your strategy and you keep your wits, you can attack them very quickly in succession. Yeah, yeah. I I think I, you know, I might have died once or twice at all of the Koopalings. Like, they're, they're not that tough. Agreed. Um, so you defeat this Lemmy and get the magic wand. Yes, you return down to the throne room. And this uh, this is, uh, we get another P-Wing from the princess, but this this is a letter that gives us another clue where it says there's a magic whistle at the end of World 3, which is a little deceptive in a way because it's at the end of 1-3, mm-hmm. not World 3, the way I would think of it, you know? Right. But hey, it's there. That's your clue for the white block thing. Uh, another one. Yeah. All right, so... Pipeland. Yep, we move on to World 7, and I can't even begin to tell you what pipe goes where. I couldn't when I started playing this. I had yeah, to redo yeah. it all over every time. <laughs> I, I was like, I think it's this one. It was always wrong. Yeah, this map is riddled with pipes, so you'll be exploring that. And, I mean, at the beginning, they're mostly dead ends for you, but mm-hmm. you'll you'll start opening uh, locked doors and such. And now this map does have uh, three mushroom houses for you and three matching games but now it has two enemies on the map that aren't mobile and aren't 
brothers of any sort. That's right. It's got those those uh, plants, which denotes a pipe area. Yeah, they're kind of like this level's version of the quicksand area, you know, in the desert where it's like a special... They're not moving. It's a special little encounter. Correct. But World 7 kicks things off with a bang in a very unique World 7-1. Yeah, this is another uh, vertical uh, pipe maze. And not only is it just pipe mazing, but this introduces those movement blocks. Yeah, um, they will have either an arrow or an exclamation point on them. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and if it's an arrow, when you jump on it, it just goes the direction of the arrow. And it's like a little ghost yeah. of the block moving on. You have a limited amount of time on it, and it will f- flash and fade away. Mm-hmm. But the exclamation point ones, Nick. Yeah, these will rotate. It'll change the direction every time you jump. So you can kind of guide it. It usually will start pointing up and then go left. And then if you jump on it again, it's back to up and then to right. Mm-hmm. Back to up, back and forth. Uh, pr- pretty neat. But learning to manipulate those while you're heading up. Avoiding spikes, enemies, you know. It can be a challenge, definitely. Well, and there's that tough room, the like wooden room at the top. The very end of it, yeah, yeah. And you have to be very precise up through it. Yeah, and that's where you'll have those, it's like these little shafts that are each, they each have like a Koopa Troopa in it, or, you know, you're trying to dodge those to jump up, and there's mm-hmm. the enemy at the very bottom. It's It's a real tight space. Yeah, it definitely is. But you can make your way through that into World 7-2, which is a weird desert slash water level. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little confusing because you can pop down into the bottom whenever you want, but I just avoided all the water because if you run across the top, you can just ace this level in seconds. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of a neat design, but there's not a whole lot to it because, I mean, really it's one of those levels. If you get 46 coins here, you get a white mushroom house, oh, okay. but it's got a P-Wing, so it's actually worth it in this level. Okay. And then uh, World 7-3, Hillvale, just nothing but hills. Lakitu is here. Yes, and all the hills are tricks. There's all a trap. Every time you go down a hill, there will be a Lakitu at the bottom throwing spinies, and yeah. you're going to run into it. So well, just don't, don't, don't fall for that trick. <laughs> this is, uh, if you can pull it off, this is another Starman scramble. Okay. So. This is, again, not one that you were required to have them, but if you realize it, it's uh, a little easier. Gotcha, gotcha. 7-4, uh, more underwater. It's a full underwater level. And it's kind of interesting because it has a maze of jellyfish you got to make it through. Yeah, and, and it's auto-scrolling, so you have to really m- be careful. But not too hard, and you probably still have at least one frog suit on you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so whip it out (laughs) throw it on frog your way through this it's not a big deal you can do it what do you think about world seven five nick this is your like underground it's one of another one of these top down what i call pipe mazes yeah and uh this one takes a little exploration because it'll do this trick that you know we'll see again in this level where you'll fall down a little hole and there's a pipe Mm -hmm. and you try to jump out but there's a coin blocking you now and it does this so many times that you will be so annoyed. Yeah, and and sometimes it's like you have to you have to do it to make a bridge to get over that gap to the real pipe, and you know yeah. you, you'll you'll keep seeing the same places over and over. And it, it came. It's it's not super difficult. It's just frustrating and time consuming. So it's not really that much of a maze because every time you make a wrong path uh, decision, if you jump up and hit those coins, you've now blocked off that path for the future. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's just a process of elimination basically. Yeah. Then there is the, let's talk real quickly about the piranha plant, because that's probably what you're going to encounter next Mm -hmm. on the map. And I think we talked about it before, but it is just a short level full of pipes with weird timing. Yeah, it's like every other pipe almost. 
they're, they're set to like two timing beats, you and know, different they're... piranha plants popping out of them. And you can, you know, if you're skillful enough, you can just, uh, you know, hop on the appropriate ones as they come up, or you can try to just run through with a star. Maybe I don't know how, if you can get all the way to the end. Yeah, I don't either, but I do know that if you beat it, you get another peewee. Yeah, I mean, this was a level that when I first started it, I died a few times and was very heartbroken that I'm going to have to go through a whole level oh, yeah. like this. But fortunately, it's nice and short. Definitely. Uh, and then we find ourselves in the first mini fortress. And I mentioned this in the first episode, I think, but this is where I gained all my men for the final chunk of the game. Yeah, this is a good place to fill up. Because it's kind of a little puzzle, and you have to figure out, you know, you have to have the right power up. You have to have a tail. You have to figure out where the door is. You got to figure out all these little things. And it looks like you don't know where to go at first. Like you're just going through the same rooms. But there is a P block you can find in yeah. the room full of normal breakable blocks. Yes. And each time you do it, I mean, you can just jump down and start collecting coins by, you know. Yeah, the whole room is full of coins at this point. So if you decide not to actually play the level and just loop this room and then leave and come back in and repeat the process, mm -hmm. every time you're in this room, you can get almost 200 coins. Yeah, so. So uh, in one playthrough of this level, as long as you just do this over and over again, you can easily get 11 or 12 men. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, man. It's, it's a great place to stock up. And this is probably your last good place uh, in in the game, I would say. I, I would agree. Um, and this this level, you know, like we said, it's a little tricky because you'll keep going through this loop. And the, the real trick is that when you're in that coin room, there's another, you know, you hit this P switch and go collecting coins, but there's a door. Yeah, a secret door appears, and you got to get through that door. Yeah, you go through that door, and that's how you can make it into... A know, different realm. The end of this level, per se. Yeah. You take down that boom boom, and then... Uh, yeah, and this boom is super easy. There's nothing weird about this room at all. It does fly, but your old tactics work just as yeah, well on yeah. the flying one. <laughs> yeah, and then World 7-6 is another vertical scrolling one with those exclamation lifts. And this one is all lifts. That's yeah. the only way you're getting up through this level. And so I, you, you know, better know how they work at this point. I died a few times, but not, not too tough. And then we have to talk briefly about World 7-7. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I died, I think, maybe two, three times here. Yeah, definitely. I, I died quite a few. Because the only way to get through this level, which is just a sea of unkillable... Uh, of those uh, Munchers. Munchers. The ones you ran across with the Karibo shoe. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. And the only way to get across this level is to complete a successful chain of stars. Yes. So you get the first star, you keep running, there's a coin there, but if you're still starred up, uh, another star will appear out of it. Mm -hmm. The key to this level, though, is every one you hit has to be going forward. Yeah, yeah. And then at a certain point, you can't get them right away. You have to let them <laughs> right. progress a few jumps so you'll have enough star power to make it to that very next star. Yeah, it took me a few deaths to realize that where, okay. you know, I, I would keep thinking like, well, no, I just did something wrong. I can make it. I can mm -hmm. run faster. But you can't. You just have to really space out and time those stars to your advantage. Definitely. And if you don't, you're not going to make it. But if you do, it's not as hard as it seems. Uh, World 7-9 is another one that really stands out to me. Yeah. It is just a giant thing of pipes. And it's oh. kind of like a, a maze of little rooms. Yeah, it's it's a different kind of... You could still say it's a pipe maze, but it's not the ones we've been seeing. No, in fact, these are the very thin pipes. And the pipes all connect in a way to create small rooms that you can 
see where you should be getting through, where you can't get through. Mm-hmm. And this is its own maze through yeah. those rooms. You have to snake. Your, there are several paths you can go uh-huh. through. I totally forgot the path on this one. Yeah, I did too. It's been a while here. I, uh, you know, it, it's not like a dangerous level, but it, it can take you a minute to figure out the way, to, you know, because the final, you're trying to get to a large pipe to go down and it, it can be tough to, to figure it out. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, finally, we have one more fortress here in this world and it is the fortress full of piranha plants. Oh yeah, man. I um, hate this one. This is one. Okay. I had a little trouble until I used the hammer brother suit. I had acquired mm-hmm. one by now and you can kill the booze. You can kill the potaboos. You can kill the thwomps. You can kill all the piranha plants. Well, for me, it was fire flower. Like, yeah, yeah. I brought one here. I was the only way I could get through it because you, the timing on these piranha plants is so, so precise. I don't know how you could do it. Like you, you have to do where you land on that speck on the side of the pipe where you can actually stand without getting hurt. But yeah, especially that one in the middle where the two come out and, and kiss or whatever, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's almost impossible. No, I'm telling you, man, it, like... I really feel like the Hammer Brothers suit was like made for this level because like every every time I'd come to an obstacle, I'm like, it's just right in the arc. <laughs> like it just went, it, I don't know. It was great. Now, I will say this is one of the more challenging boom booms because if you don't hit it right away in your triple threat, it has these three blocks in the room mm-hmm. that launch it into the air above you. And it's really tricky for you to get up above it again. Yeah, yeah. So... You got to take this one out super quick. Yes, yes. Or it will become a problem for you. Once again, Hammer Brothers suits. <clears throat> yeah, I wish. Next time <laughs> next time, I will definitely be toting that along. And now we find ourselves at the castle of World 7, Nick. That's right. The king here has been transformed into a piranha plant. Ah, who would have who guessed? This is one, this airship is, uh, you know, it's this one has the ton of the screw platforms. It's the final one. You're out over the open. And they're all over empty space yeah if you don't have a tail here you're gonna have a hard time and if you do have a tail here this level's super easy <laughs> because you can make every one of these jumps with the tail if you wait long enough yeah it's just a matter of like hopping on that platform where you're waiting for the you know the edge the other the, the far edge of said pit to appear you know on the auto scroll yeah and then you just have to hover right on over and if you can hover all the way through this level you will find a boss at the end of it that's right, Ludwig von Koopa. The final Koopaling you will fight. Now, this dude's a big one, and he, I mean, it wasn't really tough, but this is one I really noticed where you're bouncing way off him. You are, yeah. he, it's like he has anti-gravity field or something. Definitely, and he is a bigger guy, so he will stun you, so you got to watch that as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you'd, uh, you'd feed him, and you get a letter from the princess, but it's not even from the princess, it's from Bowser. He kidnapped her while we were out messing around in these different worlds. Oh, my goodness. That Bowser, man. Always up to no good. So now you have to go to the Dark World, which is where he, apparently, his castle is. And the Dark World is made up of four smaller screens or maps. Mm -hmm. And you have to get through each one, and you don't even see levels until the third one. You know, there's a map to this world, but you only see a small circle around your sprite on the map. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, it's dark, man. Oh, yeah. And the very first map is the one everyone remembers hating because it has the tank and the boat on it. Yeah, these are some interesting... You you go through the military forces of the Koopa world, which I loved as a kid. Yes, I thought this tank was awesome because it's a never-ending tank level. It is just giant. Yeah, it's like a brigade of tanks. It's auto-scrolling. You know, they're they're moving towards you. It's a, 
sea of cannonballs and bombs and the diagonal cannons and sometimes bullet bills. Everything you've, you've dealt with on the airships to this point. And for most people, one of the first times they whip out a peeling. Yeah. Um, th- that was always my strategy for all of these levels. You can peeling over the entirety of the top of this level and you are never even close to being in danger. Yeah. And now this time playing through, I was... I was able to make it without using P-Wing. Um, okay. And it's really not as bad as it seems because if you just stay on the very right of the screen, you have a solid second, half second, you know, when you, oh, here comes a cannon, jump over it. Like, it, right. you're, that's the least dangerous area, ironically. Okay. Or At the it, end of it, though, there is a boss. Yes. But not your normal uh, coupling boss and not a boom boom. No, it's just uh, some boomerang brothers. Which can catch you way off guard, though. If you're not ready for it. Oh, and and if you die here, you'll feel like a total fool because... <laughs> you got to redo the entirety of this area. Yes. But use your normal strategy on them. Uh, I mean, for me, it was flying with that tail. Yeah, yeah. Take them out. Really not that tough. No. Uh, and then you get to move on to the battleship. Yeah, this is the, the naval forces of the Dark World. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar to the tanks. It's a self-scrolling level made of many small and large boats. But you don't even need a P-Wing to avoid the majority of this level. That's right. Uh, I learned, I'm pretty sure I learned about this from Nintendo Power, but oh, yeah. you can just swim in. You know, there's water, even though it's kind of gross and brown and orange, but mm-hmm. you can swim in it, and you can actually swim under the boats. Yeah, and you, you won't get hit by anything? Like, it might look like you're going to get scrolled off the bottom as it moves up and down. But you won't. Um, no, at the very end, there's enough space to jump onto the back end of the final ship. Now, I, I saw a thing, another difference between the Japanese version and this is that the very end of the final ship, there's an extra block. It's one block higher, so it's even harder to jump out of the water. Hmm. You can still do it, but you got to, like, nail the timing, I guess. Okay. And then what do you find down the pipe on this battleship? Now, this is the boom boom. Hmm. Um, one more. Yeah. Not too tough, though. No, like we keep saying, use your standard triple attack on him. Yeah. Tear him apart, and then you can leave this first screen, and you get to move into the second screen, and there are still no numbered levels. Uh, Instead, there is this weird path of tiles, unlike we've seen. I always thought of it as a bridge, but I don't know why. I don't either. (laughs) There are what looks like volcanoes on each side of this path. Yeah. And it is a very strange mechanic, because... When you cross the first, second, or third uh, block, there is a chance, a random chance of a hand yeah. coming, not unlike in Zelda 1, grabbing right. you and pulling you into the level. It pulls you down, um, and there are there are three of these hand trap levels. They're, they are not as long as a normal level. Yeah, they're, they're a little longer, say, than those plant levels in mm-hmm. World 7, but, you know, I, I love the first one because it's kind of a, you got Fire Brothers, Hammer Brothers, Sledge Brothers. Yeah, you this know, you is called Use Your Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the second one's not too bad. It's a, this is mostly a long bridge with the fireball potaboos coming up. Yeah, um, it can be a little bit troublesome because there are some tricky jumps and there's a lot of them. And the third one is the is a another bridge, but it's more broken. This is a cheap, cheap bridge. They're, mm-hmm. they're coming out at you, which, you know, it's a throwback to the very first Super Mario Brothers. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But there are no bosses to these levels and they all give you a leaf, so... That is pretty nice of them. Not too Although tough. I would still rather not do them. Right, right. Now, past these three levels, there is another bit of artillery. Yeah, well, this is the this is the Air Force, so it's another it's an airship level mm-hmm. like no other man. Where 
instead of being an airship, like a, a huge one, like the Koopa kids would have, this is a fleet of or a squadron of tons of little ones that are coming at you. Right. And this is an auto-scrolling, and it scrolls faster than any of the other ones. Yeah. And if you don't have a tail, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you have a tail, it's really it's it's not that bad. No, even you without can a P wing, like bounce off of a lot of the cannonballs. I mean, the bullet bills and those uh, the wrench guys. As long as you're like, if you're again trying to stay over on the right, and you can hop on them before they throw a wrench, you can stay on top of it if you're if you're quick. Yes. Now at the very end of this, though, we do have another boss. That's right, an- another boom boom. But you know, we've we've dealt with that, man. We know we know the way. We have. And if you destroy him, well, you move on to the third screen, and behold, you finally get to see some numbered levels. Yeah. This first one, 8-1, is... I accidentally used a P-Wing here. I was trying to do it without using them, but... So I I just kind of... After I died once or twice here, I I skipped through it on accident, but it's... I mean, I think these levels are tougher than the... The The ships? The vehicles, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree so much. Um, And they're really weird, too, because your coloring is now all off. The the pipes are black and white. Yeah, yeah. Everything's ghostly and dark and kind of sinister feeling. Yeah, the ground is all white and stuff. It's kind of like those... Gosh, I don't remember what number world it was, but in, you know, remember in Super Mario One, yeah, the middle ones, yeah, where four. it's it's got like the gray floor and the back black background, mm-hmm. nighttime maybe. I want to say four. I, I I agree, but yeah, it's got a very similar feel to that. And wow, uh, these levels are well, one is just full of bullet bills, just yeah, nonstop barrage of them at every level, every height. I wasn't too displeased to just fly over it all. Believe me, I I can believe you. And then you get to level two, and you're in this totally weird black and white world. There's quicksand now. There's these giant hills. Uh, it's just... Well, the big thing is that the angry sun is back. Yeah, and the angry sun is here to, to mess with you. And, and you, you have, have this horrible, horrible spot in the middle where you got to make your way across a bunch of bouncy note blocks. Yes. And this is when he can catch up, and he's swooping through. It's just... Oh, it's awful. If you have a tail or maybe you can get up enough speed to fly over, it's not too bad. But but it is a very long, long level. Yeah, yeah. There is a secret towards the beginning where you can go down some sand mm-hmm. and fall to the bottom, and there's a couple pipes you can take to some secrets. So I guess I lied to you last episode, folks. There is a secret down in the sand oh, yeah. in one, one very specific place. But I, I didn't know that when I was playing, so I didn't get it. But... Nor, nor did I, apparently. Uh, but... You can get through this very, very long level, and it is a level, so luckily there is no boss. You get a card at the end, and that's it. There are no other levels in this part. It is yeah. just a, a next time you have a little fortress. Yes, and this fort is pretty rough. Um, it's another one of these, I mean, I call them the front and back door maze, where it's got two interconnected hallways that you have to keep going back and forth between. Yes. Yeah, but unlike the other ones, where it's pretty safe... When you go through the door. Right, right. This one, not so much. No, this thing's full of thwomps. You got lava, lots Con- of uh, conveyor belts, hazards. Like you, you keep going back and forth between these two hallways. And basically, you want to run to the right as much as possible. I figured it out. It, it generally, you won't get lost. It's just you can get to the end. It, there's a P switch with a hard to see door. Like it's a hidden door like mm-hmm. at the very end. That if you don't take that, you might take another door that appears before it, like a bait door. I, that's what oh, I yeah. call it. And it'll trick you into looping back again and you have to keep doing it. And this is a really long level. I mean, it is really long. And yeah. since you're going back and forth between the two sides, it takes forever. 
Yeah, this is one where you might see yourself running low on time if you don't uh, step on it. The good news is there are lots of power-ups in this level. Which is a, you know, a rarity in most of the forts. It is. It definitely is. And then you come through here, and then at the very end, you have one more boom-boom encounter. He's flying, but there's no obstacles. Right, right. So you should be able to handle it. And then you get to move on to one more tank. That's right. Um, this one is tougher. You're in a new level, though. You've left that fi- that last screen. Now you're in the final screen where you see uh, a tank guarding the long stretch before a very creepy-looking castle. Yes. Bowser's Castle. Mm-hmm. But uh, this tank is a, it's kind of a weird tank because it's like, you know, tanks across the bottom and then like a roof kind of thing floating above, shooting down at you. Yeah, this is um, where you save your other uh, P-Wing for. Sure. Um, if you don't, it's honestly, there's one point towards the end where it gets tricky because you have those little cannonball uh, shooting things, but... Sometimes they're shooting bombs out. Yeah, and oh, those are and annoying because you can accidentally pick one up and it'll explode, or you know what I like. You have to be very on on point to ditch those as soon as they you know start flashing because oh, yeah. you don't have the room to dodge them with all these. I, I try never to pick one up. Yeah, I, it's always more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, there's a spot where from because I would by default jump on those little cannons so that as they shoot, it just they go right into your hand. I would yeah. avoid those cannons for that very reason. That's that's where they would get me. Uh, well, if they don't get you, though, at the very end, there is one final pipe to go down mm-hmm. into your last mini-boss chamber, and you fight your final boom-boom. That's right. and then you You've had all the practice in the world, though, so this should not be That's anything. right. No excuses. But the path is now laid bare to the final level, Bowser's Castle. Oh, yeah. And this castle is a jerk from the very first second. Because <laughs> you run in, and there are three statues there. That's right. And if you are not running at full speed, they shoot lasers that will hit you and take you down a notch yeah. for sure. They're super fast. And so fast. they come down at a straight, like, 45-degree angle. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty big level, too. Um, it's got a, a bunch of maze elements to it as well. I uh, have played it so frequently, I only knew the shortest path to the end, you know. and Which is the best path, because I learned the other paths, and while they do give you a full complement of items... Mm-hmm. They can get you all the way up to Raccoon Tail from small. Right, right. It is so much harder to even hold on to all that that you might as well just go the short path and be alive. It's like there's different sections. There's an early part where you're going up some, I'm not going to say stairs, but it's like a kind of diagonal passage that you're jumping right. up. There's a one-up hidden up there that that's the, I died here quite a few times. Same here. I died here so many times and I didn't remember about that one-up for a while. I, 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 I got so. to continue in, and then I remembered it, and I was like, there's one up here somewhere. So I was able to yeah. stop my losses of life thanks to that. But, you know, then it kind of opens into this big room where you have a lot of uh, donut mm-hmm. platforms and potaboos, and this is where there's like three or four exits at the uh, on the right, and Correct. you're jumping around to, to different heights. I found a weird thing in this room where the far right bottom window would randomly hurt me if I ran into it in a weird way. Really? It happened to me twice. Huh. And I hated it for it. I, I was like, yeah. no, I have a big thing. <laughs> now that, that I have witnesses. I, I, I believe you, man. I believe you. All right. But the best path is the top right one. Mm-hmm. But um, you can kind of fall down to the one below it to get a, a, a mushroom or right. whatever the power-up is. I would do that and then loop back out over the donut holes and then repeat gotcha. so I can take the good path. Now, you take that good path up through the top, 
and you know it's not too rough there is one final area either way where you're going across lava and you have to dodge bowser's fire blasts very reminiscent of the first game yeah and then you get to bowser himself and you encounter him on the top of the castle i guess yeah in this weird area where there is uh, bricks below you what looks like stone or metal on the sides and a door to your right yes and when he comes out he will breathe fire at you two blasts yeah, and they will kind of rise or sink to your height. Mm-hmm. They'll move a little down and or up. You can duck under one of them and okay. then usually jump over the other. Uh-huh. But that's not his dangerous attack. No, he will, after certain intervals, he will jump into the air mm-hmm. and then drop down wherever you're standing. And you have very, very little time to get out of the way. Got to be ready for it. You really have to be on the move. As, he's mo- as he goes into the air, you have to be moving to the left or right and be fully committed to your destination. Yeah, yeah. And jumping while he's falling. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when he hits the ground from that fall, he will either hurt you or and destroy some of the bricks that make up the top of this building. Yes, and that's the way you're going to probably defeat him is by tricking him into slowly destroying the floor and then falling. Now, he will die from, uh, I think it's like less than 10, maybe 11 hammers. Right, right. And something like 30 or so yeah, fireballs. It's it's a lot because uh, I would try. I remember trying to kill him with fireballs as a kid and never being able to do it. Right. And then I watched a video of a guy doing it, and there's no way I could do it because you basically have to be standing right next to him, like jamming that, you know, brrr, like right. rapid fire. And I had enough trouble with this guy as it was because not only is the level hard, but you get to him and then... You have so little time to jump out of that stomp. Yeah, yeah. And if you get yourself caught up in the door area, yeah, you're, you're, you're sunk. Yeah, and uh, one thing, though, interestingly enough, if you compare the two paths through this level, mm-hmm. take you to Bowser, but there are two different Bowser rooms. Right. So one of them is slightly different. If you take the longer path, the gap between the stone is a little wider. You know what I mean? Like, yes, so, so it's easier to get him out. Now, if you have a P-Wing, you can fly up over the walls between them. Mm -hmm. And if you do that and you return to the one you started in, then he will not shoot his fireballs anymore. But he will still stomp at you. Yeah. So So you still have to deal with that. Some tricks, but, you know, eventually you trick this fool into jumping to his death, I guess? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Well, possibly. And then that door opens and you go inside and you get a letter. That's right. You see the princess is there and she, uh, I mean, and it starts the... The text comes up, and this is one of my favorite, favorite endings uh, as a child and, and as an adult. Yeah, it's really good because it tells you that the princess is in another castle. Yeah, my heart sank when I first read it. And I was like, no, she's here. But then, haha, I'm just kidding. And, and I was like, you got me. You got me, Nintendo. Yeah. And then you get a nice little curtain call, you know, to, to mimic the opening of the game. Mm, the curtain yeah. comes down, comes back up. We take a nice little tour through all the various worlds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we get one last fall of the curtain and a really nice the end. Classy ending, fairly concise without any uh, credits or anything else. Yeah, yeah. But the book ending of the curtains, it was just a really nice touch. Yeah, puts a little bow on it. All right, Nick, it is the review portion of our show. And, of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system with uh, four categories, each category having a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I gave it a 5.0. Okay, I gave it a 4.0, but it's uh, it's great, you know? 
I, th I think it's perfect. I mean, as far as graphics and sound go, there is there are no low points. I think, you know, the graphics are very... There's a great variety, and it's mm -hmm. super well animated. Yes. But uh, I think some of the... You know, they're not, like, super detailed. and No, but I like that. They have a roundness to them and a style that you don't see as much on the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't feel restricted to the the core 8-bit block. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and this music is just kicking it out of the park. Absolutely, man. Uh, tons of great, super catchy tracks, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I really can't think of any, any major negatives to say about either part of this category. It's just... As some of the backgrounds are like, it's just white or black true or... but i feel like when they do that there's a reason it's, you've been seeing a lot of busyness before that it's a, when... a minor you know thing i okay i i no, i'm not trying to talk you out of anything bro <laughs> and you're not gonna it's 5.0 and i'm sticking to it <laughs> now i did go a little bit lower here in the play control section mm -hmm. i gave it a 4.0 okay uh, i gave it a 5.0 well, I said my only reason of giving it a 4.0 is that some of the suits are a little weird to get used to. That's true. And his heavy jump, heavy Mario, uh, is just a bit of a change. It takes another another getting used to step from the mm. other Marios. Yeah, that's, I mean, for me, I really like the jump. I, I feel like for oh, whatever reason, it's, you know, maybe this is the one I like the best. Not necessarily objectively better mm. or worse, but I was just, you know, on the NES with just two buttons, you can... Pick up stuff, throw stuff, you're kicking stuff, sliding. Like, oh, there's yeah. so I mean, much crammed in there. That now I feel I, like you last category. I mean, I still give it a 4.0. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, you just have a lot of options and a few buttons. So It is quite amazing. Next up, we have the challenge factor, Nick. And what did you rank this? Uh, I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 2.5. Okay, yeah. Well, I do think uh, it's fairly easy. I mean, there are hard points. And the end of the game is yeah. definitely very difficult. There's so much to do in ways to get through this game that make it easier on you. Yeah. There's all tons of free lives. And so many, yes. Places to farm very easily. You have infinite continues. Infinite continues. And then a whole bevy of power-ups that if you save them to the end can just float you through the levels. I mean, the way the forts and the items work, you, mm -hmm. you know, it mitigates any problems from your continues, you know, like you can keep moving without having to repeat all of this stuff. Right. So, you know, I can see where there are very difficult parts of the game. I just feel like overall they give you so many helping hands that I can't give it too rough of a score. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to change my score to 2.5. I thought I thought I've I kind of felt like, well, no, I'm just really good. You know what I mean? But I because right. I felt like the difficulty curve of this is almost perfect. Like it, yeah. it does get harder, but not unfairly, or you don't have weird spikes in early levels like some other games. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Uh, finally, we have theme and fun, and again, this is, I felt this game earned a 5.0. I uh, I agree with you there, sir. I mean, this game is just the one of the most playable Nintendo games. I yeah, it's uh, it's it has very intuitive controls. It's there's just enough exploration, like the balance between exploration and action. It gives you a little more to find or or screw around with, you know. Yeah, and this is Mario perfected uh, in eight bits. I mean. Really, there's nothing else I feel like they could do with him on this platform. They really knocked every angle out of the park. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, I mean, possibly the best NES game. It's tough to, you know, think of challengers, you know? Yeah, I mean, because this game is just, everyone can sit down and enjoy themselves with it across the board. 
So I think we everyone knows the answer. But Nick, mm-hmm. should you play this game? Yes, 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 you should. I say, duh, this is the, I echoed your previous sentiment, this could be the game of the NES. I mean, I, I if I had to recommend someone who could only play one NES game, I, it's hard to think of another one that I, you know, I yeah. mean, it may not be my favorite. Right, agreed. It's not my favorite either, but I do, I, I can't help but recognize how enjoyable this game is, how easy it is to pick up and play, and that it's just a blast. It's like the Beatles of the Nintendo, you know? Yeah. There are people that hate the Beatles, but they're weirdos. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but I, even I respect, you know, I'm like, I look, they're good. <laughs> you know, clearly, you know, they get all the praise for a reason. Indeed. Well, guys, next week's game will not be a game. You've got uh, the, the week off. There, <laughs> there is no homework and nothing to play and nothing to watch. Because uh, next week we are going over the Nintendo Power Awards. That's right. The Nesters. Yeah, we're going to take a look back at uh, nominees and winners from as the many... first few years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're going to give you what we think should have won, or if we disagree with the official uh, winning. And uh, these were voted on by fans. Yeah, I um, I recall voting myself. I did as well. And I always, I, I don't know, I, I wanted to go back and look at these because I always thought of them, like, yeah, sure, these votes aren't real. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll investigate, see what we find. So, you know, if you do want to uh, be informed and not just go along with us, go through your Nintendo Power Collection and look for the December-January issues, and uh, they usually have the list of nominees in there, so if you want to bone up on it all. Yeah, you. I mean, go to archive.org. I, that's where I was able to check out. They have the whole collection online to look at for free. Yay! And remember, folks, if uh, you guys want to let us know who you think should have won Nintendo Power Awards or shouldn't you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and uh, we'll give you shout outs in the future we're also found on facebook at cartridge command where we always let you know when new shows drop but more importantly we love to t- interact with you guys uh some of you have been rapping at us recently we yeah. like that and we <laughs> uh, saw some rapage yes and uh you know otherwise we'll respond to pretty much anything you say to us or at us if we see it now we're also on twitter at cart command i let you know when shows drop there as well uh, but also, you know, if you subscribe to the show, you don't have to find that out. It just happens. You, your little yeah. podcast player tells you. So subscribe. We're available on all the different things. Yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Google we, Store, Google we, Play. We get around, man. We, we've been known. And we also have a Patreon at Cartridge Command at patreon.com slash cartridge command. And there's a, a couple of fine folks out there. That they give to us every month. Uh, just a couple coins. Once they have laying around. <laughs> you know, they're underground cavern or pipe maze yeah you know but everyone counts towards a one-up so we appreciate all the help we can get because it is that financial help that makes this show possible so thank you guys thank you all so very much and as always cartridge commandos game Game on. on Sorry. I told you, I was like, I need some. I, I got up at <laughs> seven this morning to make sure the dog wasn't going in the cage. Oh, yeah. It's all good, man. I was like, oh, my Sunday. <laughs> I love you, kids. Like, not sleeping in today or ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh.